COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. As always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as the iTunes Store, Google Play Music Store, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod and on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa. And if you like what we're doing and you want to kick it some extra money, um, you can do this by going to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. Again, that's bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. And doing so will allow us to go to other MMJ states, pay for hosting, pay for travel, 
um, and to reinvest back into upgrades for the podcast. Um, and also you get many different perks such as ad-free strain reviews, um, a ever-expanding archive of all our previous episodes, ad-free as intended. So far we've added over 500 past episodes and that number is continuing to explode and, 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 and be updated. And again, you will get ad-free episodes. You'll get early release on, on video episodes as well too. And some other exclusive perks. All right. Um, a lot. I mean, I, I know it's been a rough couple of days for this country. Especially Northern Virginia. Especially the DMV area. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to to be in that area when when there was an insurrection pretty much by some fringe entities and fringe parties um you know my heart is out, out to all of my fans in that area i hope everyone is is safe you know i hope everyone is you know has the proper contingency plans to keep them and their own safe um but sort of wanted to line things up a bit with um with Northam's proposal to begin legal marijuana sales in 2023. Um, so, I mean, I've, I follow some hemp farmers in Virginia and stuff, and they were saying that this, that they were, that they're going to ram this through this year. And, and they're right. They're right. They're, they're really on board. I mean, I didn't even expect VA to be this quick on the uptake um, with this, you know, but it looks, I, I think they might, I think they might get this done before New York. I think they might even get this done before other, other states, you know, like, like New Mexico. That's also wine to so I think both in my estimation, I believe Virginia and New Mexico for sure will, will, will legalize through, um, through legislature. I really, I really do believe that, um, and there's a there's some good promise in Rhode Island and Connecticut, but I I hold those to be a little bit less likely. But I definitely think Virginia and New Mexico are slam dunks for this year. Um, let's read this article. Northam unveils proposal to begin legal marijuana sales in 2023. Retail sales of recreational marijuana would begin in Virginia on January 1st, 2023, under legislation authored by Governor Ralph Northam's administration, which, in addition to ending the state's prohibition on the drug, would expunge many past criminal convictions and create a state fund to help people arrested for marijuana crimes start businesses. Northam came out in favor of legalization late last year, and his bill, first made public Wednesday, represents a starting point for what's expected to be a long debate during the legislative session that begins this week. Quote, marijuana prohibition has historically been based in discrimination the, the, and the impact of criminalization laws have disproportionately harmed minorities and low-income communities as a result said Senator Luis Lucas, Democrat of Portsmouth, who's carrying the legislation in the Senate with Senator Adam Eden or Eben of Alexandria. Quote, we're focused on undoing these harms. Yeah, they're really cool. They're being really quick on the uptake with this. And something else I, I, I've been seeing in my, on my feed and on the 
um, discourse about Virginia doing this, um, like the, and it's going to be in this article too, but like they, they even like put like a committee, like they set up committees to handle each individual part of legalization, such as expungement, such as, you know, sales, um, you know, um, licensing, you know, craft businesses, whatever. Like there's like, they really, really have this planned out. Like, I I feel like it's going to get done this year. Like it looks that good with Virginia and in in New Mexico, the, the governor of New Mexico has been spending political capital the entire time she's been in office. And last year she was, she was threatening to, 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 to support the primary opponents of people that were they were not going to put a legalization bill to her desk like she's actually spending political capital on this unlike Cuomo did two years ago and he's saying he wants to legalize this year but again he's he's been saying this for for years you know but there's just been a lot of lack of of of, t- t- of uh stones from 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 regions in the northeast on doing this um you know, besides besides Vermont that did it legislatively and, you know, as well as Mass and Maine that did it through ballot measure for year um in twenty yeah, twenty sixteen. Um but, you know, Con- Connecticut has been sort of facing that same issue that, that New York faced where the governor says he wants it legal. But then, but then when his legislature is trying to whip the votes to get this to happen, he leaves them flapping the wind and then says it's not a priority to him. Like this double talk from a lot of people in the Northeast has been really, really frustrating. But I do, th- I do believe that New Mexico and Virginia are going to get this done this year. You know, I'm willing to eat crow. Um, like I've had, I've had to eat crow um, these last uh, few weeks because. Um, I thought South, I thought, um, prior to the, the few weeks of, uh, prior to the few weeks before the election, I didn't think South Dakota was going to pass amendment A at all because medical had failed twice there. But, um, in the weeks, in the weeks, um, before it, um, based on the intel I was getting, I learned that it was going to pass and it ended up passing. Still needs to be defended though, because they're they're trying to the they're trying to like like there are some cops and they're you know the governor there is still against it even though the people had voted on it they're trying to you know challenge it in the courts and stuff but I mean again the fight doesn't end once you say yes to legalization I always tell you that timeline while Northam announced his support for legalization. He said he did not plan to rush the process, citing the experience of regulators in other states. True to his word, his legislation lays out a two-year timetable in which officials will begin drafting regulations and issuing licenses to marijuana businesses before retail sales would begin in 2023. We've done the research and we can do this the right way, he said during his State of the Commonwealth address Wednesday night. Until then, most of the state's current laws governing the drug would remain in place and the drug, which is currently decriminalized, would remain illegal and subject to existing criminal and civil penalties. The decision is likely to disappoint criminal justice advocates who have argued for an immediate end to the state's prohibition enforcement of which has disproportionately disproportionately targeted Black Virginians. Likewise, operators in Virginia's tightly controlled medical cannabis dispensaries have been lobbying for permission 
to begin recreational sales this year to, to serve as a stopgap while regulators establish the rules and build a broader licensing process. However, legislative analysis who studied the issue last year recommended against this pr- approach, arguing early access to the retail market would give medical producers an unfair advantage and in any case would be unlikely to meet anticipated demand for the drug. I mean, I think... I think that the, the, I mean, again, shout out to my DMV listeners. I, you're not going to have this much leverage, like uh, again, with 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 how this turns out. This is the time you have the most leverage. So this is the time that you guys should be asking for everything you want and more. Um, because again, these your your local your elected officials, they 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 work for you and not the other way around. They get their salary through your taxpayer dollars. They're you're their manager, not the other way around. They have to do your bidding. So you know, if we want something that's going to be pro craft cannabis, we want something that's going to be like, you know, that's going to sort of be a copy in place of Oklahoma's medical, but applied for adult use. Um, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to make it known to these politicians. We want craft cannabis. We want low barriers of entry. We want automatic expungements. We want to be able to grow six or more plants. Um, believe this one, this regulation, I think it allows for, I think, two to four. But again, we'll get to that part. However, legislative analysis who have studied the issue last year recommended against that approach, arguing early access to the recreational market would give medical producers an unfair advantage and in any case would be unlikely to meet anticipated demand for the drug. Tax and oversight. Northam proposed proposes handling regulatory control of the new marketplace to the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority, which would be renamed Virginia Alcoholic Beverage and Cannabis Control Authority. But unlike the state's monopoly on the sales of liquor, wow, there's like a lot of states that that like have like that that, um, do these like state-run stores. I know Pennsylvania does. My, My next door neighbor, New Hampshire does. Where like where like the state is like the dealer of alcohol. I just it seems weird in my opinion. I mean I'm not like uh, you know I'm not one of those like like conservatives or libertarians that hates government in all forms. But I I don't know. I just feel weird having a go- the government directly involved in selling you a vice. Like I just it just feels weird to me. You know. But I mean I know in Canada they have they do, there are some provinces that have state run stores. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the free market. I'm all for like, like if, if the government wants to sell weed or whatever, they can go and do that. I, I mean, not necessarily buy it because, you know, the government sometimes have, has a shady track record. I may not always, I, I may not necessarily buy from it, but it does deserve to exist on, alongside the private sector. In my opinion, I think, I think you should have as much competition as, as possible. If you want to buy from a caregiver or a small farmer, you should be able to do that. If I want to buy the Walmart of cannabis or the target of cannabis, that's you know, not made with love and care, but is only $5 per half ounce, you know, when federal legalization happens in 10 years or whatever, if I want to be able to do that, I should be able to do that. You know, that's just, that's just my opinion. That's just how I see it. You know, just find it weird when the state is selling your booze. Just, just feels really weird to me. 
Northam proposes handling regulatory control of the new marketplace to the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority, which would be renamed the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage and Cannabis Control Authority. But unlike the state's monopoly on the sales of liquor, which sales are restricted to state-run retail stores, the authority authorities' rule in the marijuana industry would be limited to developing and enforcing regulations and licensing producers, processors, and retailers. Northam proposed a 21% tax rate on retail sales, which combined with the existing state sales tax and optional 3% local tax would bring the total potential levy to nearly 30%, which the state's Joint Legislative and Audit Review Commission estimates would bring in $37 million in new tax revenue the first year sales are legalized, rising to an estimated $183 million in year five. The JLARC found that 30% is on the high end of tax rates assessed in other legal states, comparable to Colorado and Illinois, but still less than 36% and 47% charged in California and Washington, respectively. The revenue would be divided four ways, with 40% going to pre-K programs for low-income families, 30% going to social equity programs, 25% going to substance abuse prevention and treatment programs, and 5% going to public health programs. The decision to charge the state alcoholic control commission or authority with overseeing the new marketplace was not a given. The JLRC LARC said that the upside of such a approach is faster implementation of new regulations with a lower with a lower operating cost. The commission said that the downside is that creating a new dedicated state agency would have more flexibility and greater focus on equity programs lawmakers would have emphasized as they pursue legalization. Equity is is key. Letting drug drug work victims into this new industry, that's key. Making them whole and automatically clearing their records and not making them have to pay essentially a poll tax to get rid of it, that's key. And again, we're... This is the time you're going to have the most leverage when when all of this is being proposed and before this gets signed into law. So you got to write to your lawmakers. You got to call your lawmakers and tell them what you want this to look like. I cannot emphasize that enough. The Liquor Authority would be advised by a new cannabis control advisory board, which would be tasked with making recommendations and as regulations are developed, governing cultivation, security, quality testing, advertising, and other restrictions and rules. Equity. Northam proposed an array of equity programs aimed at making sure black residents who bore the brunt of the criminal enforcement under prohibition but have struggled to gain a few foothold in other states' legal marketplaces have an opportunity to profit from the drugs legalization in Virginia. Quote, it is important that people who've been damaged by the war on marijuana not be denied opportunity even the bill's co-patron in the senate the legislation would grant social equity licenses for businesses that are owned by people who are arrested and convicted of a marijuana offense and are the family of someone or are the family member of someone who has or was people who have lived in in for at least three years in the place of the state the the uh, in the in a place the state determines was disproportionately policed for marijuana crimes or is determined to be economically depressed 
Alternatively, businesses that aren't owned by people who meet the criteria could still be eligible if they employ at least 10 full-time employees that do. The proposed qualifications were recommended by JLARC as an alternative to race-based criteria, which the commission said is only allowed by courts in instances where there's been a documented history of racial-based exclusion. Social equity licenses would be given a six-month head start to apply for licenses to operate marijuana businesses, as well as technical support from the state, potentially lower application fees. The legislation also proposes offering state finance low-interest in business loans to help applicants start their businesses. An effort to address the difficulty of raising capital in an industry where most banks are still either unable or unwilling to issue loans. The loan program would be financed by the new Cannabis Equity Reinvestment Fund, to which Northern proposed dedicating 30% of the new tax revenue from marijuana sales. The fund would be controlled by a new board, the Cannabis Equity Reinvestment Board, which would be broadly be tasked with financing initiatives aimed at making whole Again, families and communities historically and disproportionately targeted and have been affected by drug enforcement. This proposed legislation specifically references scholarships, grants, contributions to the Virginia Ignit Defense Commission, which oversees legal representation of poor criminal defendants. The Virginia Legislative Black Caucus, which has endorsed the legislation Wednesday morning called the provisions essential. I think Virginia has an opportunity, uh, opportunity to make sure that African Americans and blacks in the Commonwealth get their fair share, said the caucus leader, leader Delegate Lamont Bagby, D of Henrico. That is our focus, end quote. Expungement and resentencing. Northam proposes a multi-pronged approach to addressing old marijuana convictions. All past misdemeanor char marijuana charges and convictions would automatically be expunged by July 1st, 2022. Okay, that's very good, and I like that. Sealing the vast majority of criminal records related to the drugs. The legislation includes the caveat that all fines, court fees, and restitution to the charges must be paid before they're cleared. Oh, I do not like that. That's, uh, yeah, that's like, that's automatic expungement with an asterisk, which is so many states around the country do. For more serious convictions, such as possession of large amounts or distribution, the legislation would allow a person to individually petition a judge to have their records expunged in light of the drug's decriminalization. And people currently serving jail or prison centers related to marijuana charges would be entitled to have their sentences reconsidered by a judge as long as they were not convicted of possessing more than five pounds of the drug, convicted of a third felony offense, or convicted of distributing the drug to minors. We're going to have a multi-billion dollar industry and that we're about to hopefully pass. So we want the folks in our communities that have been harmed and penalized by that not to still be in prison for something that's hopefully going to be legal, says Delegate Don Scott, Democrat of Portsmouth. Possession limits, home grows, and driving. Northern proposed limiting adults to possess no more than one ounce of the drug, which is in line with the limits set in other places and states, according to the JLARC.
is legislation would also allow home cultivation, but only four plants per household and only two of the plants could be mature. The legislation would require the plants to not be visible from the street and reasonable precautions to prevent underage access. Northam also proposes requiring each plant to be tagged by the owner's name, driver's license and number and a notation that is being grown for personal use. Yeah, that's a bit of, that's some tyranny right there, but um, you're never going to get as good of a law um, through lawmakers that hate the plant and the people that use the plant as you would of a ballot initiative crafted by, by users and um, cannabis activists that love the plant and love the people that use the plant. With the drugs legalization, criminal penalties would remain for unlicensed distribution, albeit with significantly reduced penalties. Possessing more than an ounce, but less than five pounds would result in a $25 civil fine. The current penalty for people caught with small amounts of marijuana under decriminalization legislation that that passed last year. People caught with five pounds or more would face felony charges punishable by between one and five years in prison and up to $250,000 fine. The punishment for the first time charge of possession with intent to distribute would drop to a class two misdemeanor. People under 21 caught with the drug would face a $250 civil penalty. Juveniles would face a maximum of a $200 fine. However, the legislation would allow judges to offer alternative sentencing programs that include drug treatment or education. The legislation aims to address driving while under the influence of marijuana, which unlike alcohol can't be reliably proved with a breath blood test by allowing a judge to infer guilt if there is an open container of marijuana in the passenger area and the accused appeared to through conduct speech and appearance to be intoxicated last year lawmakers banned searches based on the on a police officer detecting the odor of marijuana local control and referendums. Northam proposes giving local governments the authority to authorize or ban retail sales within their borders and set hours of operation. While well, the legislation would also give local residents a say, allowing residents to force a referendum that, if adopted, would open the jurisdiction to marijuana sales, if rejected, would end legal sales even if the municipality board has already approved them. Local governments and residents would have less authority when it comes to manufacturing, processing, and other non-public facing marijuana businesses. Though the, the, the sitting of such businesses would be subject to local zoning rules. Proposed business locations would be approved as part of the state's licensing process, which includes an opportunity for residents to, and government officials to weigh in. The legislation proposes some limits of where marijuana businesses can locate, 
specifically reversing locations that would disrupt churches, schools, hospitals, playgrounds, and residential neighborhoods. The licensing board could also consider arguments that a business would adversely affect real estate values. Yeah, there goes the pandering to the to to the Brads and the Karens of the world. My property values, not in my backyard. The legislation also sets density limits, preventing any marijuana business from opening within a thousand feet of another. And more broadly, regulators would be tasked with determining an appropriate number of licenses for a given area and respond if the number of licenses in a given area becomes detrimental to the interests, morals, safety, or welfare of the public. End of article. Written by Ned Oliver. So, again, you're never going to have as much leverage now as you, you're never going to have this much leverage again, the, the leverage you have now. So now is the time to step up and swing for the fences for what you want so that when this does get legalized, you have a, a program that's favorable to the users of the program, that's favored to people that want their over-the-counter cannabis and um, it's just going to lead to better outcomes overall. But again, I don't want to keep this episode too long. It can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play Store, and other platforms like it. I can also be found at bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. I can be found on Patreon at that link. I can be found on Spotify, or um, excuse me, I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod, on Instagram at I at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. So on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod, on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, everyone, see you again, my friends. Peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-E-T-T-P-S-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 3-3-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.